everyone. I hope this finds you safe, healthy, and finding pockets of positivity throughout your day. I've got an update on the Ikigai Stories podcast, including new content coming your way. But first, I'm going to start off with a message about hope. One year ago, the Kickstarter campaign for this podcast was funded. I felt the impact of caring. It gave me hope. And it gave me a needed catalyst to push forward on a crazy idea to launch a podcast based on an ancient Japanese philosophy that required me to put myself out there in a way that felt right on the inside, but was way more challenging than I had anticipated. Skepticism weighed heavily based on imposter syndrome and a concern about how others would perceive me. Who I was and who I wanted to be was being tested, and in that fragile moment when I clicked launch, inspired by my great-grandmother's heroic journey, many of you pledged to the campaign, giving me hope to push forward. The world needs hope right now, and the late Dr. Shane Lopez, a Gallup senior scientist who focused on hope, has said, quote, It's hard to be successful without being hopeful. When you think the future will be better than the present, you start working harder today, unquote. Hope and success are directly correlated, and success isn't limited to any definition in any domain. Hope is required to be a more successful partner, a more successful parent, a more successful leader, a more successful employee, and a more successful citizen, something that we all need right now. Hope is our greatest asset. And I find myself moving in and out of days with an intense sense of gratitude often followed by a gut punch that knocks me down when I look at the fractured state of the world that we're living in. And maybe you feel some version of this too. But we got to keep getting up. We can't stay down. And in this moment, if we can exhibit the courage to put fear on the sideline, then our ikigai, our reason for being, is in plain view. It's right under our nose. We're closest to our purpose during these unprecedented times. That feeling that sparked the core of your soul is something special, and it serves as a launch pad for hope. There's a lot of pain, and there's a lot of suffering in this world right now, and we can't be blind to it. We have a responsibility to acknowledge it, to listen to it, and then to attempt to exhibit the courage to demonstrate compassion in that moment, combined with hope for a brighter tomorrow. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who supported the Kickstarter campaign one year ago, and thank you for listening right now. As I mentioned, a lot of new content coming your way on the Ikigai Stories podcast. First up is the audio from two recent webinars are available now following this episode. The first webinar is the Well-Being While Working from Home webinar, which was recorded on March 26th with Ryan Wolf, the physical well-being lead at Gallup. Uh, Ryan and I talk about the macro trends toward remote work that were taking place pre-COVID-19 and what type of insights and information we can glean from that information. Uh, We define well-being, kind of get into the mechanics of what does well-being mean. And then the bulk of our conversation is focused on well-being tips, uh, practical tips that you can implement today. Ryan being the physical well-being lead at Gallup, we spend a, a lot of the conversation on uh, physical well-being, but then we shift that conversation into uh, mindfulness, mindset. Uh, We even get into a a conversation about uh, sound therapy and uh, the top 10 most relaxing songs that you can listen to. 
the second webinar is the Building Resilience in Uncertain Times, which was recorded on April 30th uh, with Erica Mauck, a registered dietitian nutritionist, and Krista Steinbach, a certified Soma Yoga instructor and co-founder of Whole Me, a grain-free food company. Uh, the conversation hits on three key topics, uh, mindset, movement, and nutrition. Uh, what's weaved throughout those three topics is awareness, uh, drawing awareness and being aware. Um, we also uh, talk about practical tips that you can implement on the spot. And um, that uh, webinar recording is available right now as well. Uh, next up is an interview, a more traditional Ikigai Stories episode, an interview with Shelly Kurtz. Uh, Shelly is the co-founder of Giving Tech Labs, a Seattle-based company that builds sustainable tech for public interest. Uh, interestingly, they also leverage the Ikigai philosophy as a strategic framework for both external and internal decision-making. Uh, that conversation with Shelly was recorded pre-COVID, uh, so just a point of note that we were having this conversation uh, before the, the first case of, of uh, the coronavirus hit the United States. Uh, next is a new series, a new podcast series uh, that will be uh, contained within the Ikigai Stories podcast called 10-Minute Tuesdays. Uh, every Tuesday, I'll highlight research, ideas, concepts, insights that are focused on um, a various uh, uh, range of topics, kind of anchored in purpose, well-being, positive psychology, uh, and other topics in that domain. Um, all of it will be packaged into a 10-minute podcast or less, and that will come to you uh, every Tuesday. Uh, last is every Wednesday at 2 o'clock Pacific time, I host something called Well-Being Wednesdays, which is an online 45-minute Zoom uh, meeting that's designed to prioritize well-being and tackle social isolation. Uh, we go through kind of three categories in relatively quick pace, uh, reflect, design, and connect. Uh, each week we tackle one of the six dimensions of well-being. Those six dimensions collectively serve as the foundation uh, for the Ikigai Lab curriculum. At the end of each well-being Wednesday, each participant designs a seven-day goal, shares that goal and objective uh, that they want to accomplish over the course of the next seven days. Uh, the 2 p.m. is by design. Uh, there's research that says social isolation to peak between the hours of 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. Uh, so it's intentionally designed the midpoint of the week at 2 o'clock Pacific to, to help people tackle social isolation and prioritize well-being. Uh, it's free to participate. Do ask for donations to the Seattle Foundation's COVID-19 fund in the registration process. You can find that on the website, gvg17.com. You can also go to wellbeing-wednesdays.com uh, for more information. So I'd like to close with uh, a final story and a final thought here. Uh, so roughly six months ago in the fall of 2019, I gave a presentation that was titled the new ROI, Return on Ikigai, uh, at a conference for a global financial services firm. The audience was comprised of roughly 30 executives from wealth management firms across the country, and the goal of the conversation was to signal that the industry and business in general needed to evolve, and that the success blueprint that got them there to that point 
wouldn't work moving forward because business was on the precipice of change. Now, a couple months prior to that presentation in August of uh, 2019, uh, the 180 CEOs of American companies signed the Business Roundtable's Purpose of a Corporation. And these CEOs were from companies, household name, brand name companies like Apple, Amazon, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Walmart, Coca-Cola, to name a few. Uh, so these companies, or these CEOs from these companies, had redefined the purpose of a corporation from solely focusing on maximizing shareholder value to an evolved definition with all stakeholders at the table, including employees, vendors, the community, and even going as far as mentioning the environment. And the bottom line within that definition of a purpose of a corporation and the bottom line that I was trying to reinforce to this group is that doing the right thing and doing the profit maximization thing are not mutually exclusive. There's a lot of overlap between those two. And I continue on and put, on an, uh, put up an economic formula for the old ROI. So I outlined this is the formula for the old ROI and that the new ROI was very similar, but it just needed one additional variable. And I clicked, a, clicked the button and a smiley face emoji popped up. Now in that room, uh, the response was varied, right? There were some that found it entertaining. There were some that thought I had uh, kind of lost my marbles. And at one point during uh, the, a breakout session within the presentation, uh, a participant pulled me aside and encouraged me to get my head back on straight and get back to reality. Uh, but here's the deal. They're in the people business that relies on trust. Uh, most of us are in the people business that relies on trust. And if we're not talking about business, we're just talking about life. It's about people and it's about trust within relationships. And so Gallup's research tells us that one out of three employees in the United States are engaged, which, le which means two-thirds are not engaged or actively disengaged. I also pointed out another study from LinkedIn and Imperative that identified financial services as the least purpose-oriented industry out there. So unengaged employees doing work in a purpose deficit industry just doesn't instill trust. And you can make that translation into any domain, any walk of life. If you're not engaged and you're no, you don't feel filled with purpose, it's going to be hard to instill trust on a sustainable basis. And so that point started to shift the room, but inertia is a very powerful force. Uh, and that force weighed very heavily in that room. The emotions were, the range of emotions were, were pretty wide. Uh, but a couple months later, uh, the Harvard Business Review published their spring issue of 2020 with the title on the cover, How to Lead with Purpose. And obviously that, that attracted my attention. Uh, I read through this issue and an article that resonated deeply was an article called Creating Shared Value by Michael Porter and Mark Kramer. Now in the MBA management consulting world, Michael Porter has rock star status. Uh, he created something called Porter's Five Forces, which is a framework for organizational strategy that's used by companies across the globe for decades. And so as I started to dig deeper into the shared value initiative, I, I started to think, when was this article written? And how did that align with the timing of me getting in front of uh, these 30 executives in the wealth management industry? And I couldn't find when it was written. Uh, so I dug a little, de little deeper and deeper. And finally, I found the article was written in the year 2011. 
So nine years had transpired between when this article was written and when I had and when I had uh, had read it. Uh, and that's coming from somebody who actually would talk about Porter's Five Forces, um, you know, leveraging the MBA and talking management consulting. And that concept uh, was right under my nose for nine years, and uh, I ne- had never found it. And so I, I end on this point for the main reason in saying your ikigai is right under your nose in the same way that shared value was right under my nose for nine years. Uh, it's never been easier. Your purpose, your ikigai has been never been easier to grasp. Uh, it's out there, uh, and it just really requires taking a step back, um, pausing, reflecting, and identifying priorities, and then aligning your actions with those priorities on an ongoing basis, day by day. So stay safe, stay positive, be hopeful, and thank you for listening to Ikigai Stories. 